Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your quarantined and self-isolated hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood to lick it right, lick it good, show you how to... Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo the hey there and welcome back folks once again i'm your hostess with the most is michael munoz and how are we doing people how are we doing are we self-isolating self-distancing um you know quarantined Ugh, my how the world hath changed like Two Fridays ago, even two weekends ago, you know, it, the news was kind of bad. We didn't know where it was going. Ah, this is going to be okay. And then Monday hit and everything changed. Ugh, whatever. Listen, I'm here in the Times Square studio quarantined myself, just trying to, you know, keep sane. But enough of that for now. We... We'll get into, like, a little bit of the coronavirus later, but I'm trying to keep today light and easy. And to help me do that, I have, you know, just inquired the help of one of my dearest friends, one Jackie Gordon. I met Jackie Gordon many, many years ago. I call her, like, the mother of all food bloggers. Or if you want to know anybody in, like, the foodscape world, they are either one step away from Jackie or just know Jackie herself. I love her. She's kooky. She is the singing chef, right? Just like me. She sings and she cooks. She hails from Brooklyn. I love her so much. And I just thought it would be a fun, easy peasy episode for y'all today to like laugh and take your mind off like the world for 40 minutes. So I'm going to just get her on the phone and get this started. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, just uh, just stuck here in the Times Square studio all by myself. I was going to sing that song yesterday on my show. I was like, oh, I was like, I, I, big boys don't cry. 
<laughs> Remember that. Big boys don't cry, Michael. Oh, wow. Um, uh, big in what sense, Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't specific. Oh, my goodness. But you know. <laughs> Hello. Um, how are you holding up over there in oh, Brookland? You know, eight days. Eight days a week. Um, eight days I've been... Um, in the house. I have not left the house except to go into the backyard, but I've been here for eight days except to go in the backyard because I had a little dry cough. And of course I thought I was going to perish. So I uh, had to keep my, and I'm the droplet queen, hon. I have, I have a chronic sneezing allergy. So I sneeze every day and it's like seven sneezes in a row, at least like three times a day. And I would send the people running for the hills if they saw me <laughs> on the street. So I'm like, I don't need to put anybody through that. I'm like, before the weekend, before I was like, you allergies, allergies, everyone, allergies. Oh my God. I'm, I'm sure you're sending the listeners of the pod stuck at home, running away from their speakers right now. Exactly. Don't <laughs> run. It's only an allergy. I had it before the coronavirus. Whoops. Oh Lord. Well, um, I, I am so happy to have you on the pod. It's been a long time coming and sadly enough, or maybe even funnily enough that this has brought us together here because we are stuck. We have nowhere to go. You have a little bit more space than I do and a Just delicious a man by your side, might I add. And my mommy. <clears throat> my and your mommy. mommy. Right. So listen, all I I'm have hooked is up, baby. I can stay here forever. <laughs> <laughs> all I have is my little friend over here whose name has changed about like six times over the week from Giancarlo to Damien <laughs> to Lucas to <laughs> so where is he? I huh? don't see him. <laughs> oh well, you know he's he's in the box where he belongs. <laughs> oh, I understand. They um they they said at one point I remember someone saying earlier in the week that you needed to find someone to blame. You needed to create a new person in your house so you would have have someone to blame so that uh -huh. you didn't fight with the people that you were quarantining with. I told Paul we needed a safe word. <laughs> he oh didn't believe me. But it's oh my getting goodness. closer. Yeah, I'm sure. Listen, my friends and I have a safe word when we go out, and it's pineapple. Because it's really easy to work into a conversation if mm -hmm. you're out drinking and then, like, someone crazy comes up to you or you're like, I'm not sure about this situation. You're like, oh, my God, this pineapple drink. Oh, do you need a, another pineapple and tequila? Like, yeah, And do you guys leave then, or do you, do you all just give each other a knowing eye? Oh, yeah. Well, depending on the situation, we, we figure out uh, a way to get out of the situation by using the word pineapple. And I don't know. I, I don't know if they'll all appreciate that I gave our safe word out on the air. <laughs> but oh, sorry. You're gonna have to change that to a new safe word. We have one. I have a friend who we, we do. I've been on this never ending chat on Facebook, like Facebook Messenger with these same three people for, I don't know, eight months. And I thought I was going to be, it was going to drive me crazy. And um, it didn't, but it, but uh, we, one of them, one of them gets a little crazy and we have a shrimp, our safe word is shrimp gravy. <laughs> shrimp gravy. Yes. yes. That's yes. a little harder to work into the conversation. It, oh, it's not. It's just like, it's just like shrimp gravy. You have to stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> Dial it back, boy. Shrimp gravy, shrimp gravy. <laughs> well, before we get anywhere else, I really want to wish you, Miss Jackie Gordon, happy National International Waffle Day. <laughs> yes. Uh, did you even know that there was, it was National International Waffle Day today? Absolutely not. I did. I have been seeing people doing some weird things with waffles this past week, but um, and they had those uh, tater tot waffles, which yes. which are called tot 
twaffles, but I Toffles? thought twatfuls would be better. Twaffles, <laughs> twaffles. That sounds like that's a better name. So much easier to say. I don't know twatfuls. if people would enjoy a twat. I, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want a twatful? <laughs> That's, oh my goodness. <laughs> That's how I'm celebrating. Yes, but with, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I can't wait till this is over so I could have a twatful myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big waffle person. I've never me neither, happened. Me neither. I'll yeah. have a bite. Like, I'll yeah. have a bite. Uh, are you a sweet breakfast or a savory no, breakfast person? I'm a savory breakfast. Always, I right? I can't. I can't with this well, pancakes and waffles and cereal. I'm just like, meh. No. I, can't. I, I, I can don't. eat them for dessert. That's where they belong. I think they belong as dessert. Like brunch dessert. Then we order. We all have our Benedicts or whatever we're having for brunch and yumminess, all savory. And then afterwards, we order pancakes and we all have a bite. Because yeah. I can only ever eat a bite. Yeah. Um, before this whole lockdown happened, uh, my friends and I went to Lamico. Have you been to Lamico? No, but I see. I see it in my mind. Where is it? Is it on like Sixth Avenue? It's on Sixth Avenue in the thirties. Yeah, 30 yeah. Seconds. It's like in the Event Hotel or event. yeah, in the Avanti yes. Hotel. It's a Clinton yeah, yeah. Hotel. Shout out to you out there and all the all the restaurant workers really? who are struggling. Um, but. We went there and they're famous for their lemon ricotta pancakes. And my friend John ordered them. And this comes out like a stack. It comes out like almost like a cake, like a mini cake. And when mm -hmm. you cut into it, it's so beautiful because it looks like you just cut into a cake. Delicious. Delicious. But I still, I, I had a bite and that's all I could have. Well, I mean, how much pancakes can you really eat? I'm, I know there's some people, I have, I have one friend who who posted, he made like 15 pancakes for breakfast the other day in his quarantine and he ate them all. But he's like that big, he's like, a, he's like the skinniest thing and he needs to eat 3000 calories in order to gain like one calorie of weight, which yeah. we want to slap him all the time. But anyway, he, he, can, he can like down all of those pancakes and I'm like, I can eat a bite of pancakes. Something about eating pancakes, I feel like they've like blown up in my stomach, you know, yeah. after I take the bite. So, same difference. I have one bite of these pancakes, and they're very dense. They were very, they were light and fluffy, but very filling immediately. Um, but delicious. But just something about like sweet breakfast. They also mm. at Lamico had this cheesecake stuffed French toast. Okay. Oh, Mercy. delicious! But I don't <laughs> want it for breakfast. No, no. I would eat it for dessert. I, I, but give me a bag of potato chips, and I can eat it all day long. I don't understand why salty food. I have no restraint, and I just keep eating and eating and eating yep. and eating. But give me one bite of pancakes, I'm like, oh, I'm done. I can't eat any more of these. I'm yeah. so full. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's our key to weight loss. If we ever wanted to go on a diet, just, just fill the house with sweet things and you're like oh, exactly <laughs> i remember back in the stone age a buzzy o'keefe who owns the water club in the river cafe used to throw a halloween party at the water club and it was like a, a big ticket everybody wanted to go and i went one year and all he served was drinks all you could drink and everything else was sugar so you can't drink if you're eating cake i mean that's another thing i don't like cake sweet things with alcohol because they don't go together it's like either or because I like, I, I like a sweeter drink. I mean, I like wine and stuff, but I, if I'm going to drink a drink, I like the gin and tonic. I got something with a bit of sugar in it. Yeah. I can't eat, have that and have something alcoholic. You know, yeah, I mean, I, sweet with it. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Even though when I was in Spain last, in Madrid, um, if you order a savory drink, they'll bring out pretzels or olives or 
like savory things to eat. If you order a sweet drink, they'll put down a bowl of like uh, gummy candies in front of you. Oh, that's weird. No, yeah, that, that I found I like it kind salty. of amazing. Yeah, did yeah. you like it? Yeah, I loved and- it. I mean, you're getting like those um, sour, the sour strips and the sour candies and whatnot. Right. So um, yeah, it was really interesting and really fun. I want to take Jackie though, listeners, right? Just moving right along through this podcast, through um, this day in gay history, because with all the things that are happening in the world, why not just call on our ancestors of the past to, to hopefully save us? <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> you know, but uh, Jackie, on this day in 1985, the Times of Harvey Milk wins the Oscar for Best Feature Length Documentary, accepting the award. Producer Richard Schmeichen thanks his male lover. Look at that. That's a 1985. Little... Yeah, 1985. Wow. Yeah, I got a little happy news for the day. That is happy news for the day. That was early. Were you even born in 1985? Yes, I was. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was, and I was already old. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, thank you for thinking I wasn't born in 1985, even though this morning uh, podcast here, we're like in our robes, and I am unshaven, unshowered. You're handsome. You look handsome. And you look gorgeous as ever. (laughs) Oh, no, I don't. I look like, I I mean, that's the thing. You start getting, my mother's been chasing me with a scissor. It's like, you got (laughs) to, my my mom's um, half Jewish, so she's like, you got to cut your payas. I got to cut the payas. The curls (laughs) on the side, because she can't stand them. When they they get like an inch long and they start to curl, she's just like, (laughs) so she starts running after me. I'm going to have to be your hairdresser, she tells me yesterday. I'm like, ah. She said, I'll just cut the sides and then I'll start getting this eraser head kind of thing going on. Listen, throw back, throw back to the flat tops of the eighties. <laughs> yes. So moving right along, Jackie and I have known each other for quite some time. Do you remember how we met? Oh, I know. We we met over pancakes. We Was met over pan- Did Didn't we-, we meet at that event where you were making red velvet pancakes? <gasps> we. You know where I thought we met, and I completely forgot about that event. That um, and they don't. It was, uh, was your Zocos. It was called, and they don't exist anymore. They were trying. Right. They were trying to be like an Airbnb of like parties or something like that. Or something event. like that. It was in the. It was in an office building. Was it down in the financial? I don't remember. Where yeah, it was. It was um, a Cookster. Wasn't it the Cookster, Cookster. office? Cookster. It was yes, because the the Cookster, I think, was the online catalog of all cookbooks something like that wasn't that remember. it wow something, you just something. shocked my memory i actually thought it was tech munch before that but fu- how funny over no because i think of red no. velvet pancakes and you were working and you had like a you had like an outfit and a whole station set up and, and you a griddle like, and it was a competitive thing wasn't it a yeah competitive so cooking thing so in your mouth listeners this uh, company uh, that used to exist um uh, invited me and a whole bunch of other food bloggers back in 2000 and 10, 2000, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, 2011, uh, to to a City Harvest fundraiser where all these food bloggers would uh, make a dish and then everybody uh, invited would pay, I think, a ticket price and also bring canned food to deliver to City Harvest, which delivers food to the homeless and needy uh, people of New York City. And in that event, 
uh, the guests would go around and have this like food blogger tasting and they would vote for fan favorite. And so it was in this office space with no kitchen. And so 90%, 95% of all the people uh, participating brought cold food. Yours truly picked up a griddle and <laughs> brought batters and all sorts of things. And I was making red velvet pancakes with bourbon mascarpone, no, bourbon maple syrup and vanilla mascarpone. And guess who won? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I made for that, I made, so I have something I call chicken sushi, which sounds totally disgusting, but it's not. It's, um, so it's sushi, but instead of rice, you use chicken and you bake it. So it's like a, it's like a, um, uh, a nori sheet, and you take the chicken and you smack it in there and kind of bang it out inside the nori sheet so it's thin, super thin. And then you put vegetables in and then you roll it up and then you bake it in the oven. And then I took them and sliced them and put them on popsicle sticks. That's wow. what I brought to that. That's delicious. And then you dip them. Yeah, why it's so cool. Why hasn't anybody done uh, what I'm going to call fushi or foshi in foshi? this city? Foshi, like foshi? sushi that's not sushi, that's other things, like Italian sushi, like rolls, like, you oh, know, funny. like- I see you at Smorgasburg. <laughs> right? Something like that. It's such a good idea. So labor intensive though, that's, that's you know, we, that's you and I issue. like to make work. We make right? work, we're just like, oh yeah, it's a great idea. It's work, it's work, it's work. <laughs> How did you get into cooking and just funny. into this world? Because as I mentioned in the beginning of the pod, before we got on the phone, um, Jackie is like, the uh, the cooking guru, the mother of all food bloggers, I'll call her because she is <laughs> she is like the connect. She knows everybody. You want to meet somebody? You called in like the foodscape uh, world. You call Jackie Gordon. She knows somebody who knows somebody who can get you to that person or knows them herself. How how did you become this person and this like being of like all food knowledge? I don't even know. The thing that people say about me, the most common things, everybody knows Jackie. Everybody knows Jackie. When I get introduced to people, people are like, oh, I already know her. Everybody knows Jackie. That was going to be the name of my new product, but, it, but I changed it to Let Me Connect You. That's my new product. Let yeah. Me Connect You. But um, so what happened was I was born. I was born <laughs> in a cross my hurricane. Um, so I was born to food people. My grandmother cooked her way, my great grandmother cooked her way to America, feeding the men who built the Panama Canal. She had carried like food on her head for five miles or craziness. She was from Jamaica, Panama, New York. That's on the Jamaican side. And then on the Italian side, Italian and Russian side, my other grandmother was Italian, but converted to Judaism and had to live like a Jew and cook like she was Jewish, except that she would tell my grandfather that it was veal when the food was pork. So who knows? <laughs> she wasn't, she was doing it wrong. <laughs> that was like, that's like my mother. Anytime I would bring somebody that's like vegetarian over the house, oh, they can eat the rice. They won't know, right? Meanwhile, there's like pork <laughs> products in it and all sorts of things. They'll love it. They're going to be they'll, like, oh my God, this rice is so fabulous. <laughs> yeah, still the next day where they're strapped to the bowl. Oh, sorry, sorry. Or they, they're horrified. My sister-in-law, my sister-in-law didn't eat pork either. I was like, girl, we're going to have a problem. Houston, we're going to have a problem up in here. So we, um, uh, so yeah, so I, I always cook. So I, I grew up cooking. My, um, my father, who left when I was very young, was also an, a really incredible cook. My mom was the only one who really wasn't a cooking kind of person. So I took over the cooking as soon as I could. And probably that was like 10 years old. And I've always cooked. 
and sang. So that's why I'm the singing chef. That's another yes. thing. And, and where did the singing come from? Crazy. I singing, I always, I always sang. I mean, it was kind of, you know, how did you start? You just start to open your mouth and you sang. Yeah. So I, I, mean, always, I didn't want to be a singer because I didn't think I had the stones for it. I didn't, certainly didn't have the courage for the New York City singing scene. But when I got to it, I remember being in high school, I went to Brooklyn Technical High School, and I told this girl I wanted to be a singer, and she was like, you're never going to be a singer. And I took it seriously, and I was like, oops, I guess not, because this expert child told me you're never going to be a singer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and little did, little did we know that was Barbara Streisand. No. <laughs> oh, no, my mother went to school with Barbara Streisand. How did you know that? Yes, because we've talked about this before. Okay, cool. um, our okay. mothers went to Erasmus Hall. My mother after your mother. Okay. Right, because well, there is a little age difference here. Oh, maybe. But, um, <laughs> I, was and, more, I wasn't born in 1985. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes, um, our mothers uh, have that in common, that they both went to Erasmus Hall in Brooklyn. Yes, and my mother and Barbara were friends in high school. And they used to eat at Horn and Harducks together. They used I, to take their own lunch to Horn and Harducks. You know, what, remember what a Horn and Hardit is? No. Remember the automat? Oh, it's an automat. For for yes. those young people out there, an automat <laughs> is a place where you used to go and put like a nickel into the wall, into like a certain compartment of like what food you wanted. Think like a pret a manger or something with all the sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, think about that behind like glass and you'd have to like put money in to get the cool. sandwiches out. Or All I wanted out. to do was eat those crappy sandwiches because <laughs> it looks so cool. Put your money in, you get your little egg salad sandwich out. And my mom and, and Barbara would go to the Horn and Harder and they would bring their own food. Well, listen, you know, you desperate times. <laughs> but they Remember? both accelerated early. So that's, that's how they knew each other. But she dusted my mother after high school. Wow. You know, yeah. and, and look at her now. Um, do you remember they tried to open, uh, bring back the automat on St. Mark's Place? Like I do. Years ago, years yeah, ago. It was like a pink, I remember a pink place. It was very like Japanese looking and they tried having, I don't know whether it was like donuts or it was only sweets, I think. It wasn't, was it savory food or just sweets? I think you may be right. It was only sweets. I never went in, but I always passed it. I know it looked fabulous, but it's still, I mean, it, it was in its day, it was something... I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe it's the new Corona takeout. <laughs> you know, sterilize the bleach the inside of that thing, stick your food in, and then you put your glove on and catch your money and pull your food back. Well, I think we have a new business here. Yeah. You no know one's uh, funny. Um, I travel a lot in the summer up into up uh, into uh, upstate New York, and in the Catskills, there's a butcher who sells meat that way. So it's it's uh, on the side of the road. It's this giant refrigerator. And it has meat in it, in compartments. And you put your money in, and or you don't put your money in, obviously. You put in a credit card. And then you can take out your, like, filet mignon or your chops or whatever from the automat. How oh cool my God. is that? Is that the way I'm going to have to relate to gay men now? <laughs> <laughs> what do you Dear want? homosexual men, please put your meat in a vending machine, <laughs> a disinfected vending machine, so I can just put my money in. Pick out the one I want. <laughs> exactly. And no no fear, no disease, no virus. Hello. No virus. Thank Hello. you. Thank you. But before we move any further, I think it would be really fun to take you to my favorite part, 
part of the pod and the audience's favorite part of the pod. Are you ready, Jackie Gordon? I'm ready. For a little bit of Food News Update. Food News Update. Food News. Oh, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. Captain Morgan released an orange vanilla twist rum flavor that you can drink on the rocks or mix. Oh, yum-ish, I suppose. It didn't sound bad. Orange vanilla rum, I'm there. Yeah, they say it tastes like a a creamsicle. A creamsicle, exactly. It was like, I was a sherbet. Sherbet, remember sherbet? Uh, Sherbet or or sherbet? What what else do they call it? Or sherbet? 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 Sherbet, yes. <laughs> sherbet-flavored rum. Hon, we you need as much alcohol as we can get, so. And I say sherbet. <laughs> <laughs> and I say sorbet, which isn't the same thing. Because <laughs> there's no milk. There was milk. It was like a, an, a, an orange pop that was, what, there was vanilla on the outside and orange. God knows what made it orange. Maybe oranges, but I doubt it because it's America. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, the pop. But, you got to get the Mr. Softy or the, who was the guy? Good humor. The good yes, humor uh, man. The, cre- the creamsicle pop. Creamsicle pop, yeah. Yes, yes, from the Good Humor Man. Well, there isn't much, very much to this, and I picked this food news update just because we're stuck in the house, we're ordering from the liquor stores, and why not bring a little summertime to the quarantine in your in your life? Because if you think this sucks now, when it is summertime, it's going to seriously suck. So get your creamsicle alcohol into you, and you'll forget. You will forget. Put on the sunglasses and a Speedo and drink some. <laughs> but what would you mix this with is what I uh, I want to know. and your tongue. Ice and your tongue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I mean, you could put vodka in it. Why not? What has it got in it? Rum? Wait, no, that would be nasty. No. No, maybe not. vodka. No, vodka would work. What? You're going to, oh, you're just going to make like a Long Island iced tea and just really sure. like. Honey, <laughs> just... make it strong. Keep it you know, coming. <laughs> you'll pass out and wake up when this is all over. <laughs> Hopefully. Will it ever be over? It'll never be the same, that's for sure. That's the, for um, sure. Anywho, that Captain, is- uh, Captain Morgan Orange Vanilla Twist is a summer edition bottle, so it, won't like, it most likely won't be around for long. So if you, if, if you call your uh, local uh, um, liquor store or you're drizzling it, check it out. Pick up a bottle, let us know how it is, and let us know what kind of cocktails you're making in your home. Popeye's quarantine-focused fried chicken and chill campaign sets you up with Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, because Netflix and chill, doesn't that mean, like, have sex while you're watching TV? Uh, yeah. Isn't the chill part, and then you're going to bring fried chicken into the mix? Hello? I mean, well, what's better? It's a, what's the order of those things? <laughs> well, in my well, in my house, it doesn't matter because I got I got my little friend in the box. I got my fried chicken. <laughs> I could be as loud as the hell I want. I know, but, but I'm one of these people who doesn't allow like sex and food together because it's not my thing. I just oh, well, only really? I can't stand. No, no, I don't. I can't stand crumbs. I don't be laying in a bed of crumbs. There's no tortilla chips allowed in the bedroom. There's no like honey dripping all up. No, 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 no like cream. whipped cream or strawberries. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Strawberries. Splooging. Uh, Ooh, 
It's an anti-splooging zone. <laughs> you need, girl, you need one of those like sheets, you know, one of them like rubber, rubber mat. Yes. Yeah, like rubber, that's right. You can do a slip and slide that's on, the, it. On, the, on the honey and the whipped cream. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one thing to do it like in a hotel room when you when you got like another bed and you don't have to clean it yourself. Hello. How well, nasty why, must it be? Why do you think they call it a comforter? <laughs> Anywho, uh, <laughs> Popeye's new quarantine-themed ad campaign, Fried Chicken and Chill, actually manages to be, quote-unquote, thoughtful, classy, and fun all at once, according to Delish.com. So here's how it works, and this is an article from Monday, actually. Uh, you post a photo of yourself uh, eating your Popeye's uh, takeout chicken on social media and hashtag it. Uh, that password from Popeyes. If you're one of the first thousand people to do so, oh well, too late, too little, too late probably by now, you'll get a Netflix username and password from Popeyes. Oh, is like that for free? Yeah. For how long? Excuse me, excuse me, Bert. For how long? Um, it doesn't say. It just oh. says you'll get a password from Popeyes. Well, that's, a, that's not a bad deal if you don't already have Netflix. Give me something I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> Disney Plus channels, huh? Disney Plus. Disney. No, I don't, actually, I have I have access. I, I have access to Disney Plus if I'm really really desperate. We just got BritBox the other day. What's BritBox? BritBox is all the British television you can eat. You can oh. You know, so they're watching Vera, Vera, and Shetland. Oh, actually, are we watching Shetland? Yeah, Shetland and Vera. I was actually thinking about calling Shetland. <laughs> well, listen, I'm here for Popeye's uh, fried chicken and chill because everybody is using my Netflix. So sometimes I can't even sign on to my own Netflix. So <laughs> I could use a, a different password and login just to, just to have my own. I wonder how many Netflix accounts Popeye's has, really? you know, because they all, it's only five people per time. So five into a thousand into... Like only X amount of people can watch. That's a whole lot of math that I'm not. That's a lot of math here. My head hurts already. It's very early in the morning for this. (laughs) Well, congrats, Popeyes. We're here for it. Jose Andres cooked a meal for Washington, D.C. firefighters after they couldn't get food for their evening meal. Once again, Jose Andres comes to the rescue. This was this was this was on top of him turning his restaurants into uh, community kitchens. Yes, I wanted a little feel-good food news update. So, as you know, uh, in your mouth, listeners, I'm a big fan and supporter of Jose Andres because he's forever coming to the rescue of those in need uh, via food. And most recently, he's turned all his kitchens, like Jackie said, into uh, markets and um, community kitchens. Community kitchens to feed those who need food. And most recently, uh, returning from a fire, uh, Barracks Row Engine 18 and Truck 7 found empty supermarket shelves when they shopped for their evening meal. And Jose Andres uh, came out to cook for them. So, uh, to because they're just doing the most here, you know? I, I actually was talking to somebody about Jose. You know, we I run a cookbook author club here in Brooklyn that I started about seven months ago. And we did Jose Andres in October, I think. And I was talking to him about him the other day with somebody. And someone said he's actually hilariously funny on top of being a great humanitarian and chef. So I'd like to see him doing stand-up soon. That would be 
Jose, the Jose Comedy Hour. Jose, if you're listening. <laughs> Make us laugh. Make us laugh. Please give us your Netflix comedy uh, hour. Yeah, give him a special. He could like make food and make us laugh. I mean, simultaneously, let's do it. I love, I love Little Spain. I love that whole little. Oh my god, yes! It's probably like the third place I'm going after this whole thing is over. Is Little Spain? You're gonna like eat your weight in potatoes bravas? No, uh, patatas bravas and tortillas. Mm, like yes. uh, not uh, so uh, in your mouth listeners uh, Spanish tortillas aren't your like normal like tortillas that you use for like uh, burritos and whatnot it's this egg and potato dish that's like creamy mm. and eggy and oniony mm. and delicious <laughs> <laughs> and, he ma- and they make the only patatas bravas the best ones I've ever had from at Little Spain as well they have, yeah. they have like the spicy this really rich spicy tomato sauce and then garlic aioli on top of it about it yes i haven't had a bad dish there although i mean i've been there a bunch of times i love it i love it it's my favorite food food court in new york city yeah uh one uh one of mine as well and i just wanted to shout out uh jose andres on this day during this time just uh, as a little feel-good food news update you know as someone out who's out there he's always out there Always, always out, out there, there you know, putting him, himself yeah. in the trenches and helping the people. And with that, I think this is a great end to food news update. Ew, how was that for you, Jax? I love food news. I mean, it's the only kind of news I really want to look at. All the other news suck. I mean, we get bad food news as well. Did you hear about these people fighting at Carbone? No, for why? So they're so Carbone opened up, and, and we're doing um, you know takeout because restaurants can still do takeout. And there were so many people waiting for delivery, and they weren't um, social distancing. They were all kind of crowding around the door. All these delivery people in masks, trying to wait for their number, and um, it kind of broke the restaurant, and they had to stop doing takeout food because people were fighting, and they had to call the police and stuff. So. Wow. People, be kind. Be kind out there. Honestly, honestly. In your mouth listeners, and Jackie, you know as well that I live in Times Square, and my window looks down on uh, one of the, what used to be one of the busiest corners of Times Square on 8th Avenue. And every day, there has been some sort of fight on my corner that I can see from my window where the police has co- has had to come. I mean... I, I don't know what the city is doing with um, our homeless folk because they are running the streets from what I can see uh, here. I mean, uh, I even told Jackie before that we started recording this podcast is that like the construction out my window has started again on the building across the street. It's like, wait, what? They're not social distancing. Are they, are they, next, are they wearing masks at least? No, no. This man <laughs> is in a t-shirt and a hard hat and that's it. <laughs> And it's not even that warm out for a t-shirt. No, it's cold out there. Yes. Anywho, what have you been... So one of my favorite things about Jackie is that uh, simple is not in uh, Jackie's vocabulary (laughs) (laughs) in any which way, shape, or form. Um, Even when she's intermittent fasting or and breaks that fast uh, and makes a quote-unquote simple breakfast for her first meal, there is nothing simple about it. I thought it would be... It would I be hate really great. It would be yeah. really great to to hear just what you're cooking uh, during this whole time, because <laughs> your fr- your fridge is stocked with the most, the most. It is the you, most. You have duck fat in there. You have hot cross bun batter in there. You have 
you have all sorts of things. I have a your... chest freezer. I have to admit, I do have a chest freezer as well as a refrigerator. And what so, a lovely um, chest it is. It is. Woo. I bet you. I bet you get a lot of compliments. <laughs> <laughs> I used to when I was younger. When I was younger. Uh, no, I've been cooking. I've been cooking up a storm. Like last night for dinner, I, it was Monday, and I made crab cakes. I made. Um, I made a. I had these uh, roasted carrots. These organic. You know those little baby carrots. The yeah. ones that come in all the colors. Organ- they were tasteless. I'm telling you, they were the saddest organic carrots. Because I usually get the ones in the big bag that are the whole carrots with the peels on it. They're delicious. I don't know what they did to these poor carrots, but they didn't have a fighting chance. So I put them in the oven with um, coriander seed, cumin seed, and fennel seed kind of crushed, and salt, and olive oil. And then I roasted them. And about, I don't know, five minutes before they were done, I put in some date syrup on them and glazed them with that. So they were yummy. I did bacon-roasted Brussels sprouts. And then um, from my freezer, because I have a lot of food in my freezer, I took out a dish we call Grandma's Rice, which is something I make for Thanksgiving. Yes, that's how old it was. It's been from Thanksgiving. And I defrosted that. It's like a delicious rice pilaf with olives and Parmesan cheese in it. It's so yummy. And uh, and then I made a salad. <laughs> this is just one does, does, uh, does like that rice pilaf freeze well? Yeah, it freezes beautifully. It's, it, I make a ton of it for Thanksgiving because, you know, I have two Thanksgivings, one on Thursday and one on Friday, and I usually have anywhere between, I don't know, usually like 12 people on the first day and anywhere up to 50 people on the second day because, you know, we love Thanksgiving, don't we? Yes. Hello. You and me. Ho- ho- and so, hopefully this is all over by then. <laughs> please, please. And then for last night, uh, so we wouldn't get scurvy, I also made a grapefruit fennel. <laughs> And and cucumber salad. You better Carol chatting me scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I worry about point, scurvy. At this point, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if scurvy, you know, the Corona sister comes back at us today. <laughs> You know? oh, I mean, that's a good drag queen name, though. That's a, I mean, like something scurvy. Corona scurvy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Corona scurvy. <laughs> Yeah, so I've been cooking. I don't, you know, I don't play because I, I think any time it could be your last meal, and that's something that this last, this current situation has really brought to light. We got to eat while we can, so right. we don't know. And while, and while we're hungry, I mean, it's weird because I've only been eating two meals a day during this because I usually cook a lot and I go out to eat a lot. Paul and I are very uh, big supporters of the New York City restaurant um, industry. And luckily, I, do you know what I happened? Did you know that I got to eat at Gage and Palmer? No. They, they opened, and now they shot because they opened like a week before this happened. And we were on, we were there for friends and family soft opening on the first day, like almost the first customers for real seats. And so that was fun. Was this? Um, I don't know how. I mean, I feel really terrible for the restaurant industry because how do you spend three years trying to open a restaurant, get it open, and then they're like, shut it down. Yeah, I was really excited. There's um, a Filipino joint that was just about to open in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. And, and I love that Filipino food is like having a, is I feel like about to have a moment. It is having city. a moment. But I got to tell you about the crazy Filipino place, which I will not tell you where it is because I'm not going to out them here on your show, but <laughs> it was a Filipino restaurant for dinner a couple of weeks ago. And I can't, you whispered, I couldn't hear a thing. 
wasn't charging the proper sales tax. Oh yes, that's on, that's on your that is on your insta uh, your Facebook story about uh, improper sales tax charging. I was like, with evidence though. Yeah. With evidence, he handed me a piece of paper that showed me that he was charging me a dollar on a hundred and fifty dollar bill, and I was kind of like, who does that? Well, maybe uh, maybe this. Uh, this uh, minute of a shutdown, we'll have him reassess those things. But I was really excited for this Filipino restaurant to open in my neighborhood because there's nothing I love more than some like garlic fried rice. Garlic fried rice. Uh, uh, crazy. The first time I had that, Maharlika had a, before they opened Maharlika and Jeepney and all those places, they had a pop-up. There was this weird pop-up in one of these construction sites. They put all these, um, the containers, you know, the shipping containers and people open restaurants and shipping containers in Brooklyn because Brooklyn's so hip. Yeah. And I went there and I had that garlic fried rice and I was like, what? Yeah. Why didn't I know about this? Yes, my sister-in-law is Filipino and her mother can cook the house down. She makes an empanada too that is like unlike any empanada I have ever had because the empanadas come out orange. I don't know what she puts in the oh, dough. Oh, she puts like um, a, a, what's that, what's that stuff that makes the rice orange? Not a, not a. Um, uh, achote? Achote, yes. Yeah. And then uh, there's raisins in it. So it's like a little bit of sweet and savory. It's, I'm telling you, Jackie, she sends them to me like, frozen in oh, like nice. by the dozen because I'm obsessed and I could eat them by the dozen. They're so Did good. Did she give you the recipe? No. Mm -hmm. she, right? she, was she, is she one of those people that won't share the recipe? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good empanada. And I love lumpia and I love adobo. I love pork adobo. I love, I love Filipino food. Yes, so yes, yes. Have egg. you ever had, have you ever had the egg, the duck egg with the duck embryo? No. I draw the line at the balut. I draw the line. Mommy's not eating no, you know, embryos or whatever duck embryos. And I don't. I'm not a weird food person. I'm, I'm not. I like food that I can recognize. I'm not a, a a big awful person. I'll eat liver and stuff and pate, but I don't want to be. I'm not going to like throw down on a plate of sweetbreads or anything. I'm, I'm not. I'm not that sophisticated. Oh, really. the last time I had sweetbreads, they were delicious. They actually tasted like McDonald's chicken nuggets. <laughs> Right. Um, I did a tasting menu at this restaurant in San Francisco that doesn't exist anymore. And um, I, the way I like to do tasting menus, especially if I'm, I'm at someplace super nice, is I because uh, I know something crazy eventually will come out. I always tell them not I tell tell me what it is after I experience it. So I don't okay. have so I don't have like any preconceived notions. I understand. So um, like you really get the full experience blindly and then they come out and tell you what you've had and you're like that's what that was oh my god that was great or oh how'd you make the the scallops taste like that that didn't even taste like scallops or whatever it is you know that's a good technique that's a good technique yeah um but say la say la vie to those moments right well <laughs> no, maybe i wasn't yeah i was I, I used to work at a restaurant back in the stone age and Cindy Lauper, I was waiting on Cindy Lauper, and she wanted to order the sweetbreads. And I'm like, girl, you know it's not French toast, right? <laughs> <laughs> she was a vegetarian. <laughs> she was like, thank you. Well, Jax, before we close the pod out, um, as someone who is um, the ultimate home cook, um, and I'm sure you've seen all all the Instagram lives of people just trying their hand at baking these days, trying their hand at cooking these days, just, 
you know, um, going finally going to the grocery store for the first time. Um, Blue Apron apparently is doing very, very well. That's that food um, ordering yeah, yeah, service, delivery service that you like cook the food. So mm-hmm. like a lot more people are cooking these days. Do you have any advice for the beginner home cook or those people who are like trying their hand at becoming better at this during this time? I think- for me, because I'm such a food community person, you know, I don't think that people should be intimidated by food. I love that people are, are cooking more. I think it's great. I think if you have issues with cooking or you have questions, find, talk to your food friends. Talk to people who know. They're, they're a stone's throw away from you on the internet. You know, you can go on, on Instagram. Or even if it's not like, you know, a celebrity chef, you see somebody's food you like, tell them, you know, you have a question about it reach out. Somebody this morning reached out to me and was like, I bought pomegranate syrup. What should I do with it? And so I, I said, drizzle it on something. But um, yeah, <laughs> use your, use except, your network. Except uh, don't use it in the bedroom. <laughs> no, no, no. It's stingy and sticky. No one wants that. Um, it's stingy? But I, oh, I guess because pomegranates acidic. are acidic? Could be, could be. I'm not putting it on my hoo-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not stingy, but don't be, I don't, I don't like it in the bedroom as I, as you all know, but the, um, but I think it's important to use your, in a way to connect people. I think the cooking is a great connector. That's why I've always loved cooking. You asked me how I became such a, you know, so well known in the food business because food is a great medium for meeting people. So I would reach out to food people, meet food people on Twitter. That's where it all sort of started. I'm not even there very, very anymore, but that's how I met a ton of people and I met them in real life and we shared food together and we cooked together. And that's how I, I relate to people because food is such a great connector and it, it rides over race and it rides over religion. And, you know, we can all agree about the food, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how, that's how we came together over pancakes, over pancakes, (laughs) over pancakes on this international national international waffle day. Exactly. Go home, go make some waffles, throw them out yeah. the window at that, at the construction worker. I want to have people come visit my house and sit in my front yard and I'm going to talk to them through the window. Hello people. Oh my God. Like, have a little like, like Pearl in 227. What's Pearl in 227? You don't remember the show 227? No. What's 227? It's oh where God. you come from with Jack A. Mary. And then Miss <laughs> Pearl. Marla Gibbs. I do. Something about it sounds vaguely familiar, but it's not. It's not throwing up an image to me in my mind. It's where you come like from, a... Brooklyn. No, it's two two seven, Annie. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, I'll send you a link later, and send I'll jog your memory. Um, it'll be just... like prison. I'd be like, you know, I have some bars on my window. I'd be like rattling with the, with a with a cup of cocoa, rattling with. Going, nobody knows the, <laughs> the trouble. trouble I've seen. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, so, this has been so great and so much fun. Let the kids know where they can find you because I know you're doing a lot of stuff on the internet and trying to connect people. Let, uh, yes. let the people know how they can find you and connect with you and ask you food questions because who better to ask food questions than one Jackie Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, ask me food questions. Um, so my website is JackieGordon.com. We probably didn't talk about the fact that I'm a singing chef, but I am a singing chef. So you can go there and see me singing about maybe chicken or cheese or chocolate. And there's my some of my recipes. I admitted I haven't updated that site in a long time, and I don't have to because no one pays me for it. Right? But right. it's a little it's a gift. 
but there are some cool recipes on there. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking about dusting off my recipe writing skills and throwing up some new stuff. I am on Instagram at diva that ate NY, although I'm trying, I think I'm going to change the name, so don't get lost. But it is Jackie Gordon on Instagram in New York City. I am also one of the top Google guides for food in New York City when, in the old days when we had restaurants that were open. So I have like a, a millions and millions of views of photos there. And you can actually follow me there, even though it's, you can be following me around my house these days. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, um, and I'm starting a new, a new uh, product, which is Let Me Connect You. It's actually supposed to happen in real life. In, at conferences and organizations, but I will be doing Zooms to connect people while they're in quarantine. Connect them to quarantine, life on the inside. So I'm gonna be doing that on Zoom, and I'm not sure how you would find that, except I, what I'll do is I'll put a post up on Instagram, because that's where, that's my most, um, the easiest and place to find me. So I'll put up posts of food that I cooked last night and um, the Zoom links today. So I'm going to do my first Zoom today, so it's going to be rough. Yeah, but uh, you can uh, certainly come and join us. Yeah, that's amazing, and maybe and maybe even uh, a little Instagram live as you Zoom, so people can at least watch. From, I don't, like, can you phone. do that? Yeah, you can, can you... totally do that. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, I well, love we'll that. Ta- we'll talk We're about gonna it talk after. after. You're going to give me all the tips. <laughs> Well, that's great. And I'm obviously going to link Jackie Gordon out. I hope this was a, a little bit of relief from your, from the insanity in your apartments being quarantined, especially if you're alone, like I am. Um, you know, stay safe out there, folks. Stay inside till this is all over. We never know who can be a silent carrier, so on and so forth. But I don't need to tell you that because the news and the internet is probably telling you that enough. You need to tell them to stay inside. I don't, I don't think you can hear that enough. Yeah. Stay so, inside. Stay away from each other. Yeah, stay, stay away from each other. Stay inside. Stay away from each other. Take care of yourselves, please. Please yes. take care of yourselves out there. And as always, people, thank you for listening to In Yo Man. Yes. <laughs>